Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now, your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome, everybody, to X-Pac 12360. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in, the, in, the, in the, the our original studio. Yes. Classic. The brick room. <laughs> Ah, anyways, um, I don't know how y'all's weekend was, but I had a nice one. It was nice and calm. Yeah. I went to this really fancy hotel in Pasadena and did a spa day. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. What kind of spa treatments did it's you get? Just a, um, a, a long, deep tissue massage and a facial. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Do you like getting massages and that kind of stuff? Because like, I can't yeah. do it. Like I don't like people touching me. Sure. <laughs> so it calms yeah. you down. It actually works. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's difficult to um, to find someone that like that lays it in enough. Like there, uh, most people are afraid to get sued or afraid, you know, to hurt somebody. Like they they won't. And a lot of people just don't like to get the shit beat out of them when they're getting a massage. <laughs> right. But, I mean that's that's where all the, the good healing stuff happens. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's what you yeah. Need. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know if you've ever had one of those, though. It's, it releases a lot of toxins, you know, and you go in there and beat the shit out of those uh, knots and all those different little areas in your, you know, in there. Um, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking rambling. <laughs> no, this is interesting. You know, I don't know, Ty, if you've ever gotten a massage, so I like knowing what goes on. Yeah, yeah. but um, a lot of toxins get released, so it can kind of make you really lightheaded and maybe a little bit I'm not gonna say ill mm. but you feel it oh, and wow. your body has to release that shit so oh wow yeah. yeah it was nice it was just it's nice um I don't know the last several years I haven't really done a lot of that kind of thing like mm. self care and like taking care of your stuff your stuff yourself right um I don't know um it's important to do that, you know, treat yourself well, you know, especially when, when you're working hard and you're getting shit done and, you know, taking time Yeah. to do that and just, you know, it can, I don't know, you know, all the stress and all this shit that we build, not even just like physically how we, how our body feels, but how our brain feels, right? Like, so. Right. Just to get all that, you know, go do that. And it was, it wasn't just... Like the the main part wasn't even the, the physical. Like it was just that what it did to me mentally, you know, and just the state of mind it put me in. Yeah. Are you able to kind of just kind of zone out a little yeah. bit and just nice? Yeah. And I've also been because I get in my head a lot at night. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. And uh, and that, and I overthink, and I do a lot of the same things that uh, you know you all you do, and you know. Sure. Everyone out there listening does, and 
most people can relate, you know. Uh, and so what I've been doing lately when I'm in bed is, like, I go on YouTube and I find these, um, like, this chant. Okay. You know, and they have, like, a music to it, like, like, chant, like... Like there's like a Buddhist chant, like oh. Is it that? Does that uh, count as ASMR? You know, or just, no, it's no, different. It's different. Yeah. yeah, but there's a certain frequency also. Oh, nice. To it, and it really it it puts your brain in a in a specific. Uh, I'm fucking. I'm not even gonna. Like, no, this is great. I love it. it. But like there's. Oh, there you, you go. Like it. Yeah, it's like this. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. and it just That's a lot. it's in, it's. You'd be surprised what it like does to you, you know, to like just your sense of well-being, and you know, like it really can help just shed all of that shit, like that your brain or your not your brain, but your mind, mm-hmm. like is getting bogged down with. So yeah, now it feels good. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. You yeah, never do I, the fan sound. The fan sound is like a common one. Like you have yeah. to have the fan on, even though it's cold, just because of the sound. My girlfriend noise. has a, one of the like yeah. something like that, like a, a sound thing. Right, yeah. right, right. I can't remember which one that. Which that one was she something going to. on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just calm now, just talking about that. Can that's you tell awesome. how calm I exactly, am? right? Yeah. I hope I'm not putting everyone to sleep out he there. He can do those YouTube nighttime routine yeah. videos, like my ni- yeah. my nighttime routine. Those are very popular, yeah. so you can. I don't know. It's just an idea. I love it. So yeah, and um, and so also like that, like not just that, but I also have guided like guided meditations. You know, my own personal ones that I've had from my therapist oh, wow. Maria and Kevin hooked me up with Ida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and there's also ones that you can go and find on online. You know, like on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, they're guided meditations, but they're and they're they're customized to like you know what you might be trying to accomplish, but they're not like specific to you, right? Sure, like sure, it's sure. not like they don't say your name, but mm-hmm. you know they really help. So you it's know, like I, breathing, breathing in and uh, out, that sort of thing. It's more of like a meditation. You're just like. You're just like ridding your mind of all this shit, except for whatever it is, you know, you're trying to get done. But yeah, no. And uh, anyways, all right, enough of that shit for this is awesome. I today, <laughs> I feel tired. You're gonna go try I'm, some of these stuff. I'm gonna try all of these things. This is, this sounds awesome. It's a big, you know, it really helps. So That's it's awesome. one of the, it's it helps every bit as much as swallowing a pill. Right. Right. I mean, and and I mean that, and as much as um, the immediate like relief that you get from it, I see. Yeah, so it's not like oh, you got to keep at it, and you know you fucking notice right away. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, all right. What are we doing today, Denise? Well, we put out another poll, which are fun because a lot of people like to sort of submit their their ideas and that sort of thing about what we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about you teaming with Kane. Yeah. Now, I know a few people might have heard our podcast with Kane. I don't know, a couple months ago when no, we had was him like on. A over a was, year that, ago. was it really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I have no time perspective. Okay. So, but some of some of you guys may have listened to the podcast, and we did talk about it briefly. But given 
and that X-Pac and Kane were the hottest tag team of 1999. I think we need to go back and really talk about it, really dive into it. There's a lot of rumors that I also want to find out, get yeah. some questions, I mean, get some answers too. Yeah. So I think it's pretty exciting, especially because during this time, the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, hadn't hit their stride yet. The, yeah. uh, the Dudley Boys uh, were still in ECW. The New Age Outlaws at this time were doing more singles competition. So yeah. Kane and X-Pac, you guys were, you know, you guys had the crowd in the palm of your hands and yeah. really invested into the storyline. So let's just start from the beginning. Obviously, this tag team furthered both yours and Kane's uh, character-wise yeah. and furthered your guys' career. But let's just start off with how everything came about and how you guys got started as a tag team. Uh, so go going into WrestleMania 15... Uh, I was, I had my you know my feud with with Shane McMahon, and um, um, China had already turned on DX, yeah, and gone with you know the corporation, mm-hmm. quote unquote, uh, and so Hunter were had a singles match with. Uh, with Kane mm-hmm. at, at WrestleMania 15, and um, and so my deal with with uh, my match with Shane, so they came to me. Uh, Vince McMahon asked me himself, like to, to have the match with Shane, and I was like, uh, I've talked about this before, and so I won't like go delve into this but you know one of the things was okay but you know I, I'm going over like I have to come through mm-hmm. you know um, at the end of this and you know absolutely you know no problem with that um, and uh, and so I don't know if you remember but you know they put a lot into building that thing up with Shane and I yeah uh, talking about Shane and I an awful lot and this thing with Supposed to be talking about Kane, but anyways, um, um, yeah. So I don't know. A couple months out, leading into Mania, Paul. You know, we travel together and all that. uh, You know, Paul. You know, talked about how he was turning heel at at Mania, and um, you know, eventually. And no one asked me this, you know, because, I mean, they knew. They told me, hey, you're going to go over and all that. And no one came to me and go, hey, uh, we want you to, you know, want you to lose the shame. But it just seemed like the right thing to do. Like, right. So, like, Paul's Paul's heel turned. I mean, who the fuck? Like, if he doesn't turn on me, who's he get? Like, how is that going to mean anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, yeah, you kind of got to turn on me there. I guess I'm getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what happened with that. And, um, yeah. But, uh, so, where to go with me after that, right? So, so um, I mean, mind you, I had a little, you know, had one singles match with Paul. Uh, you know, he went over on me and, like, you know, continued with his heel push. And so, um, the Kane and the, the Kane and I was 
kind of like a reward for. I, I look at it that way. Okay, you know, you know, I'm team player. You know, I, you know, jumped on the grenade for, for Hunter for his heel turn, and so, you know, that was like I looked at it like that. Okay, I'm getting my reward for being team player and all that. And but the thing is, is it was more than just that. Like it was great. It was mm-hmm. fucking great. Um, yeah. Uh, it was just the whole way, like the the, the the story was told, and and gradually, you know, I don't know if you, you guys remember this. Did you go back and watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, and that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Not to get like not to sidetrack or anything, but just kind of the fact that it was this. There was this emotional core yeah. to why you guys got together. The fact that you guys were both sort of like on your own. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I just remember coming out. And, uh, you know, every time I would come out and get involved in, in one of Kane's deals, you know, he'd end up choke slamming me. Right. right. Yeah. Well, that was the that was the fun part because when 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 he was basically it was uh, Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett issued an open challenge on Sunday Night Heat and yeah. Kane accepted it and then essentially when he was getting beat down or two on one you came out and helped him yeah. out but it seems like I love that aspect of it because you know he was getting ready to choke slam you yeah. and you know even though you were there to help him out in that way yeah. so I feel even in your guys' first match that you guys had together on Raw afterwards you noticed that even with the finish of how it all ended where you know he had the yeah. like he was gonna choke slam you again but yeah. it sort of played into it as well and even the way that he was just standing there you know uh you know waiting for like just standing there and the, waiting for while you were getting beat up yeah. you know just like the fact that he was just standing there with zero emotion like little tiny things that you guys did really played to that character you know oh yeah and it wasn't just that match but there were situations where I came out to help. Mm-hmm. Right, not not even in the match, but I don't know. There was a beatdown going on, or whatever the hell was happening, and I would come out, and he would grab me and choke slam me. So it wasn't even just that match. Like there was a couple other things too, right? Um, and and just uh, this was a big transition for Kane, right? I, uh, you know, being the type of heel he was. Mm. And just the, the type of character in general. I mean, especially there's, you know, never, never spoke a word. You know, it was all. Um, but one of the things, uh, I, I'm not sure what airline that is. <laughs> the airline, that freaking plane flying over. Um, anyways, yeah. So Kane, um, like he spoke. Volumes while ever, ever, ever saying a word. It was uh, just the the tilt of his head, or you know, or just it was all body language stuff. It was amazing, mm. and and I really loved that. And uh, I mean, I, I'm skipping ahead a little bit here to when he started talking. Like, um, I would have been just fine if he never spoke a word. Right. Well, know? one one of the things that I love, not not to jump ahead, is that. That segment where were or not segment, but after after you guys beat the the acolytes, mm-hmm. when you kind of make him talk without the voice yeah. box for the first time. Yeah. So yeah, let's wait for that. Sure, sure, sure. But, um, so do you do you remember whose idea it was in the first place to put you guys together? No, mm. no. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Russo had something to do with it. Mm. Like he was, you know, I mean, that's who I talked to about all that. 
Yeah. I mean, because I would get a call from, you know, Russo and I would talk like on a Wednesday, you know, and talk about what we had coming up for TV. Like Vince was really good about that. Mm. Up until I started like not liking a lot of his ideas, and then like, he quit calling me as much. But um, no, but he had a good relationship with everybody as far as like talking, you know, communication and all that, and and all that. But and and you know, it was different then, right? It was just like, hey, here's here's the situation, and you, we went out there and made it, right? Mm. Like we created it in our in our heads and executed it all. Like there was no verbiage, there were no line script, it, all of it. Like, um. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll describe the stuff when we actually get to it. I don't want to jump around so much, but there are things like I can point to, like in, you know, as this is all playing out, to where like it was really great TV and it was just totally improved. So, what was the relationship between you and Glenn Pryor? Um, <clears throat> we, we were friendly because you know. Uh, Glenn, Glenn was trained by the same. We had the same teacher, the great Malenko. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I went down to visit after, um, I don't know if I was in. I don't know if I was one, two, three kid yet. I might have still been just like lightning kid or whatever. But um, like, I went back from. I was in Minnesota at the time. And I went to Florida to visit, and uh, and Glenn was down there training, and um, there was. What he was doing at the time was training for uh, uh, this group called Pro Wrestling Fujiwara Gumi, which is uh, like UWF style. It was like a it was like an offshoot of UWF. Sure. And Funaki was part of it. Fujiwara, several guys. This was before Funaki broke off and formed Pancrase. Okay. So, um, anyways. Yeah, so Glenn had has a background in doing the shoot submission style stuff. Yeah, he went over oh. there and did that a few times. So, you know, he's a dangerous guy. You know, not just because he's, he's six big, foot right? ten. You know? <laughs> uh, Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. So, and we, you know, so, you know, we had we were connected that way, and uh, and that's that's really it. And just. Such a nice guy, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard not to like him. So, and and really, uh, so while I'm sitting at home, you know, after my neck surgery and everything, and you know, we talk about the, you know, get fired from WCW. It's another story. Mm. Uh, but during that time is when I see them introduce the Kane character. I don't know if you've seen any of that, where he comes out during, like, a, I think it was, like, during a Hell in the Cell Yeah, match. Undertaker versus Sean. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that was, like, to me, that was the best, I don't know, best, uh, that was the best stuff they had done in quite a while. Right. At that point. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, this is, this, the whole character. I mean, they, and they did such a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um. Yeah. And and that's not easy, right? Because like coming off like the fake Diesel thing, right? right? Not a lot of momentum going there, right? Yeah. And then before that, the the Isaac, Isaac Yankum. Yankum, So, right. 
you know, it's just a guy that went out there and they gave him something and he did the best he could with whatever they gave him. Mm. And finally they gave him something great and he fucking hit, hits it out of the park. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump. Okay, so actually before we jump into that, did was the plan always for you guys to go as long as you guys did? Or was there, you know, a plan for you guys to be more of a shorter term tag team? Or was it until they saw the popularity that helped it extend? Yeah, I think that because they took the... You know, they we took the got, bell. Yeah, we'll, we we'll, we'll get to into that, that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I think it. I, I don't think they. I think they were just trying to come up with something, and we just did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, it was a good idea or whatever, but it was the way we executed it that was the real fucking you know magic behind that. It wasn't the writing. Right. Let's right. be honest. <laughs> so then April 5th, 1999, that's the day that you guys become tag team champions. Yeah. And I, I, I already mentioned this earlier, but so Kane watches you get beat and it played yeah. very well because, again, he was showing yeah. no emotion. It was almost like he didn't realize that, not like he didn't realize, but like he didn't realize that you guys were like an item together. And the crowd was begging for Kane because they were just watching you get beat. And then yeah. Kane was just like, you know, okay. And then he eventually <laughs> comes in, he acts like he's gonna choke slam you, and then in yeah. the end he slams you on top of Jeff yeah. Jarrett, looking like it was accidental on his portion, but ended up helping you guys get the win. So the the finish for this was great and I think it was one of the most creative finishes that I recall seeing just because it played so well with the character yeah. and the accidental way that it happened. And the crowd popped huge for this. It was mm. insane. So with this um, how did you feel knowing you guys were going to get the tag team titles? And did you already knew this going in? I mean, we obviously we knew it going into the match. No, but like prior, <laughs> like when the idea was first pitched. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't. Rem- I honestly don't remember any big sit down and hey, okay, so um, you know after WrestleMania, here this is what we have for you. Like there might have been that, but it doesn't stick out in my mind. Mm. You know, as something I remember. Uh, um, yeah, I just, you know, obviously we had two runs with the title, so, you know, I mean, it was go, it was working. So, hey, why did we, uh, why did we veer off course on that, right? Mm, right. You know, so, um, I don't know. And then you also had the post-match interview where yeah. it was just you by yourself with the belt, and you were like, I don't know where Kane's at. Yeah. And uh, so I've, one thing that sticks out in my mind about that match and that finish was when when I got back. My finish, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'll take credit for that. <laughs> uh, Austin came up to me and really put it over huge because... Uh, it was. He said, "Man, that was such a feel-good finish because, um, you know, everything's going great." And then, oh shit, you know, he grabs me and goozles me again, and you know, and that, so it just caught everybody off guard, right? right? Oh, not this again. Oh <laughs> shit, right? So, yeah. Any like, goes back to what I was saying about any time you can like. Catch people off guard, or fool them, or trick them, like in a good way. Like it's that's those are the really cool things in wrestling to me. Sure. So, yeah, no, I just remember Austin really liking that. Uh, so yeah, no, um, and I don't remember. I don't specifically remember the promo afterwards. 
Oh, you were you were just basically saying like I don't know where yeah. Kane's at, this and that. It was really yeah. quick, but it was just funny because I like that. In the end, you guys didn't do the okay. We're celebrating, yeah. you know, and he's you know just standing there. But it made more sense that you know he's off, he's mysterious, he's doing whatever Kane would be doing mm-hmm. on his own, you know. So I thought that was a unique touch. So now after this, you guys uh, defended the titles against various teams, including your rematch with Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart, uh, Triple H and The Rock, the New Age Outlaws, Edge and Grand yeah. Grail. But with this, and th- while this was all going on, parties. Yeah, while this was all going on too, Triple H. Uh, you know, it was with the corporation. Yeah. Billy was in the middle of his King of the Ring push. And so DX sort of faded into the background. So with this, when was it decided that, you know, you guys would be steering away from DX? And was there, did you feel like any sort of, uh, how did you feel when you became successful with Kane and essentially on your own without DX? Uh, I don't remember thinking, you know, oh, you know. I don't remember thinking about it like that. I just remember, okay, this is going great, and I still felt like we were in DX. Like I still had the music, and you know, right. I came on, did the entrance, and I don't know. Um, and also, I I don't. Know, I don't that's. It shouldn't be that hard of a question, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's no, but no, I'm it's just a wondering good, because you know you question. you were, you were, I mean, obviously when you were in WCW, you know you were with NWO, yeah. and then afterwards, uh, you know you yeah. came into WWE, and we talked yeah. about this last week where you came in and you said you know you obviously you had that hype with you know coming off of that and going into DX, and now you're part of this yeah. DX faction. Okay, and now you're separating from that, yeah. and you know now we're seeing more of it's kind of know, just he and I on our own, and right, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. But I felt fine with it. I was it was great. We were having a, a nice run, and uh, and I I enjoyed the you know the the matches we were having, and you know it was, and I just really loved. You know, I've talked about this before that uh, he's my favorite partner of all my partners. Like I just like the stuff that we did, like the like just the stuff we created, like the the moments and. You know the matches and and all that. I just it's my favorite, um, just for like creative reasons, and uh, and that uh, um, really proud of some of those matches we had. You know, um, I'm sure you got to talk about. Uh, a few of them. And I think you also mentioned this when we had uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in. Yeah. You also mentioned that you sort of, sort of saw like a correlation between your yep. team with Kane and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as well. Absolutely. You know? The relationship. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, I mean, as much as the in, in ring stuff, like it's the relationship, the dynamic uh, between the two, you know? Um, I'll, I'll really, like, a lot, actually. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Really? And you guys, I, I think one of the one of the best things about that team is that you guys complemented each other so well, not only in the ring but also character wise. The fact yeah. that that you were so kind of all over the place and had so much energy, and yeah. he's this you know like basically like Michael Myers kind of character. It helped humanize the both of you, yeah. but also you you don't typically see teams 
of of your guys' styles, you know, teaming together. Yeah. I think that, that helps. So, and then, like, a lot of the stuff we did, like, I just kind of did out there. And then, so, Kane reacted as Kane. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember one time on the ramp, on the way up the ramp, I think he saved me or something. And I gave him a big hug, you know. And that was just, I did it. I just did it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I like, you know, wonder, wonder what, what would I do right now? I don't give him a hug. And just the way it all played out, the way he reacted to it, and the way that uh, the way they shot it, and the way just the uh, just the presentation of it, I just um, yeah, it was you know people were emotionally invested in in, mm-hmm. in us as a team. Yeah, you know our relationship seemed really authentic. You know, it's interesting to me that you mentioned that, you know, you guys came up with a lot of this stuff because that was actually going to be my original question as in how you guys came up with this sort of dynamic for you guys to work together so well. So, you know, when bouncing ideas back and forth with each other, you know, was it very easy to sort of, you know, come up with things working with Glenn like this? Very, very. What would you say that you brought and that he brought like that was differently or the same or that you guys both had in common ideas you wanted to push forward? I don't remember... What he brought was he's six foot ten, and you know, like just and just the what he brought was like Kane. You know, he brought Kane to the to the equation, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was so easy to come up with ideas, and it was just um, God. There was just so many different possibilities on, and just I don't know. Um, I just like and see. I always went into it like, uh, like I never went into. And you can remember, might remember when he was on the show. He talked about this. I always went into it on how we can feature Glenn. On uh, how he said he you was the always star had his thing. back for Absolutely. a lot of stuff that you would vouch for him or yes. or stick up for him. I, oh, I, was, yeah. I forget the exact word, yeah, but he said no. that about you. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would take a bullet or like, oh, that's not the right word. I would like, I would like, uh, you know, wrap my fists and dip my hands in, you know, tar and dip them in broken glass and go in and fight when it came to, you know, if they were doing something that wasn't right for Kane. Mm-hmm. So, and was it something that you just knew, like in your gut, like this isn't right to do, yeah, or was Kane it something that, that he expressed you that to, to you, Kane. or was it something that he expressed to you privately, like, oh, I'm not a big fan of this? No, and, or you no, just he didn't knew. have to. He didn't have to. Okay, no, never once. Nope, I always knew. Um, and that was a, a lot of that was stuff that he was doing on a singles basis too, you know. Uh, and did he know that you would go and you know stick out for him, or was it something that he found out I afterwards? Because <laughs> I can imagine that you know if your friend's going to go out there and speak up for you, you I, I mean if I was the person, I would be like, yeah. oh maybe maybe, maybe yeah. you should. But it wasn't or being selfish know, either. You know? it, well, I wasn't being selfish about things. It was just that didn't make sense, and and you know it wasn't wasn't right. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I'm trying to think of some specifics. Damn it! I yeah, wish well, I could. was there was there anything that they pitched to you that that you can remember that was like mm. no, no. Mm. I, I, I there were things, but it wasn't that hard. Sure, you know because I made sense because you know when you're right about things and and that like you know it was just okay. Yeah, you're right. A lot right. most of the time, right? And you've you got and me. it wasn't me going in there like you know what about me 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 sure. me? It was 
no, this is wrong for him. Exactly, and I think with that Kane, with the Kane character, and with characters like that, it's such a delicate balance. Yeah. Like yeah. it's easy to mess that up and yeah. and make the character make the audience not take them seriously yeah. anymore. So it's a tough line to walk. And so there was a there was a brief period of time there where where Glenn he got hurt. He hurt. Him. I can't remember what he hurt, elbow or, or something. And he dropped some weight, and it was noticeable. And so, you know, a couple of the people in creative started trying to book him like he wasn't a fucking monster anymore because it was, it was some kind of notice. I'm, he's still he's still Kane. Right, yeah. You know, he's a, a supernatural beat. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's... No, we we don't veer off course because he dropped fifteen pounds. Yeah, you know, uh, so that was Terry Taylor. I had that argument with, <laughs> who I love very much. Yeah, but he was wrong. <laughs> so I guess we found one of those instances. So speaking of pitches or rumors or things that may have been right, may have been wrong, yeah. were there ever any actual plans for Kane to join DX? I know the rumors going around that I've heard was that there was actual gear made for Kane. I don't recollect DX. any of that. No? No. Do you think no. it would have worked? No. No, not at all. No. It wasn't necessary. Because, I mean, he almost kind of was, right? Like, mm. um, Yeah, no. Uh-uh. So do uh-uh. you think that... Because I was also thinking, you know, obviously you and Kane were super popular. Do you think DX could have worked with you, Kane, uh, Road Dog, no Triple H, no China, no Billy Gunn? No. Even with given how, like, no. maybe you taking leadership? Never? No. I mean, I kind of was a little bit because we did this thing, like, f- fight for the rights to DX. Right. With you and Road Dog versus China and Billy? Yeah. yeah. And I think Paul might have been in on that, too. I can't mm. remember. Um, anyways, so no, no, and we we were always very protective of, you know. I've talked about this before when when Paul first turned on me, uh, like Russo immediately wanted to fill his fill that hole with Val Venus. Oh, interesting. Yeah, fill that hole with Val Venus. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Val, Val couldn't have said it better himself. <laughs> there was definitely no pun intended, I swear. <laughs> fuck. So, um, yeah. So it was just, no. We were very careful in, in, when it came to that. Okay. We weren't going to... I mean, it was enough, enough of the changing around when, when Sean... Left. Went on the shelf, and we added myself and, and Billy and Brian. Okay, that was... You don't, like, you don't want three or four different fucking versions of of a band. You right, know? You right. don't want, like, the Horsemen. Right, right. Because I think there there was a lot of Horsemen. There was, I think I counted the other day, I think there were, like, 16 yeah. of the four Horsemen. Yeah, there was. I, exactly. I read something. 16 <laughs> four Horsemen. Right. What? <laughs> so okay let's talk about your first uh title drop then so you guys lost the titles against the acolytes yeah. you guys still remained a team though yes. which is surprising because you know so many times where two guys are thrown together nowadays yeah. you know the second they lose you might just see them drift apart but you guys didn't we're so. a popular act and uh also we were making a fuckload of money for that merchandise wise oh nice yeah yeah, I I saw a list. It was like two thousand actually by the time, um, 
Kane and I were like number four and five in the company. Oh, wow. As far as merch. Mm-hmm. We had rock there, fucking Stone Cold. Yeah. You know. It was either four or five or five or six, something like that. Totally, but yeah. either way, that was... Still at the very top. Yeah. That's awesome. According to Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you could, like, people can laugh or whatever, but when it comes to figures and numbers, like... I believe it. Dave's on the fucking money on all I that. Buy Always sure. has been. Um, but... Um, Okay, yeah, I just, I don't remember who we worked with, you know, after we lost the titles. I mean, you, guys had, you guys had various, various yeah. matches, various different opponents, yeah. Yeah. And how long before we won them back? Uh, August 9th. You and held, and when, then you held them uh, for three weeks, and then you lost yeah. them again. Uh, you lost no, them to Undertaker and Big Show. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, it was essentially during this time that Triple H won the WWF title at SummerSlam yeah. and began to reform DX as a, he- as a heel, as a yeah. heel faction. Yeah, and we started telling the story of, you know, uh, okay, was Billy back involved? Yeah, Billy. Billy was. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I started kind of hanging out with those guys again. And Hey, but I'll, actually, boy, I'm really jumping off. Are you missing the stuff where uh, I do the stuff with The Undertaker and, and Kane shoots me with the fireball? Yeah, let's talk about that. Did you? No, I have everything in a different, I have more things in terms of topics and questions. Oh, okay. That's why, yeah. I formatted, I formatted a little differently this time. Okay. So was that after you guys had beat the acolytes for the titles for for to win them the second time? When when I got shot with the fireball, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it must have been around the time uh, when we, you know, leading up to the stuff with Taker. Got it. Okay. Taker and, and Big Show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, where were we? You're talking about the fireball <laughs> and all of that. So t- yeah. tell us how that all played out and, you know, the, where the idea came from, how you felt I afterwards. don't remember. I just remember, uh, yeah, there it is. God, that's a great shot. <laughs> I had a match. I had a match, and I think it was in Dallas at American Airlines Arena. But I had a match with Taker, mm-hmm. and it was real quick. Uh I, I like some happened in the corner. I jump, I spin kicked him, and like busted his fucking mouth open. It was crazy, and like he grabbed me and threw me in the corner and fucking lit me up and bust like, I mean legit. We were both but like I had a big black guy and his fucking mouth was bleeding <laughs> over a thirty second match. Right, <laughs> boom down I go and like, uh, Kane's music. Kane, boom the fire, everything out. He comes, Taker's holding me by the hair. And uh, Kane goes to shoot Taker with the fireball, and Kane tur- or Taker turns and you know he hits hits me on accident, mm-hmm. and I sell the fuck up, and I'm screaming and oh, I'm blind or whatever I can't, but uh, um, yeah, and I've talked about this on on my Twitter account because you know people will ask me Hi, how'd you do that, and the basic answer is he just shot me in the face with a fireball <laughs> there's no I had a little bit of flame retarded gel on my hair okay you know um, but and you know over the face kind of like a sunscreen sure almost but I mean that's still the fireball hitting were you, in the face. you worried that you know this may go no, wrong no I mean you know it's 
It's in the back of your mind. It might, but it's like you can't be worried about that kind of thing because then shit will get fucked up. You will get hurt. Right. So you just deal with those things, you know, if they happen. So you didn't even, you weren't thinking like twice about it. Because I mean, no. imagine like this is fire coming to your yeah. face. You know, your face <laughs> is everything. Yeah, but it's, but it's for, it's, there's a reason we're doing it. And we're doing it to make money and we're doing it for this, you know, this television segment we're trying to make good tv and i was more like it was more important for me to make good tv and be involved in making you know uh stuff memorable moments yeah totally you know and something like this yeah you never forget something like that so yeah it's just it's weird like it's just it's different now right right i mean that not not as much of that happened. I mean, because that's kind of like they kind of shy away from getting real heat these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they might. They're going to start going back to it because I mean, going not not changing the subject, but if you watch what Bach did to Ray last night, that's real heat. Sure, sure. That's that's real heat that they've shied away from. Well, and I think, and, and not and, to not to go even further off topic, but I think what they're doing with with Bray Wyatt with the Fiend is reminiscent of what they were doing with Kane around ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, and protecting yeah. that character, not yeah. wanting to go anywhere wrong with it. You know that exactly. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't, Sean. I remember you telling a story. As one of the, I don't know if it was during the Kane show or when you were talking about with Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy, where you said that with with Kane that you would go out and you would get like I, I forgot. You said you would get really hurt or something happened to you each and every single night or something oh, like that. Yeah. I don't know if you want to retell that story more clear because I was just thinking about that. No, right now. that's actually, and I don't even want to. There was a certain tag team that we worked with like on a nightly basis okay and there was a certain spot in the match where i got knocked out every night and i fucking knew it was coming every night that's what it was i I was remembering that you knew it was coming but i couldn't remember exactly what it was yeah i'm not gonna name names because i don't want to make that person feel bad when when i fucking kicked them every bit as hard as they fucking did me i just that's how i took it i took it hard and you know, I could have said something, or I could have just not taken it so hard. Right. But it was just like, oh, God, here it goes. It's the part where I get knocked out again. Jesus. Fucking every night. God damn. So how did you feel when Kane when Kane spoke? And when the idea came about that it was going to happen? Uh, I don't know. It was just part of the thing. And, okay, that's what they want us to do. And so, okay, how are we going to do it? Mm. And we didn't, really, we didn't rehearse. We didn't... We just, okay, this is what we're going to do. Went out there, and it was like Brian said something or whatever. We we won the belts, and those guys came out, and they celebrated with us. And then I was just, just kind of ad did what I was going to say, and, you know. Uh, you know, I just remember him going to talk with the voice box, and I'm like, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I got the crowd worked up. They were into it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I remember those those moments vividly because they they did such a good job in pushing him as the silent yeah. monster that like even, it was a big moment and all it yeah. was was him just going suck it without the fucking voice box <laughs> right, right right and that created such a memorable moment. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's it's hard for me to look at like that sometimes because I just because well, we we did we were the ones that made that and I don't know. And, Okay, we we just had look. Okay, that was at the Allstate Arena, and you know, a lot of us have talked about that. That's the best building crowd reaction was sure. there is anywhere. 
Uh, and that night, there was no exception. Right. Ex- ex- exceptionally, ex- exceptionally lively. Uh, that was the same night uh, Jericho debuted as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, Jesse Ventura was there. Snoop Dogg was there, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because me, <laughs> me and Road Dogg and uh, Godfather and a couple other people and Snoop Dogg are in this room, and we're all smoking this joint. And, <laughs> and this is back in 1999 yeah. and you know, Chicago, not L.A. And Jesse Ventura, um, anyways... Mar- Marissa, uh, Shane's wife, is standing outside with the spray, like trying to get the smell out of the fucking hallway. And here comes <laughs> Jesse Ventura, Governor Ventura. Smells good in here. And anyways, you know. So, but it was, I we just we had to smoke pot with Snoop Dogg. Sure, yeah, sure. Right. So, but yeah, but yeah, I I remember. I think part of the reason that moment resonated with me so well is because it reminded me of when Taker first spoke when he was on the funeral parlor. And it's those moments when those characters speak for the first time. You know, you don't forget those. Yeah. It's crazy because I feel like Kane's had like you know because he also had that moment like I I like also one of the things that I always remember that I remember was when Kane first unmasked too I hated and it's it. you hated it well I mean, actually I, I took his mask I don't know if you know that yeah, right yeah, yeah 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 and I remember like but it's funny because like it's crazy how like those little moments like. You know, just having yeah. those little moments and making them like a real big deal, and having people like really like get excited about those things. Yeah. You know, mm. sure. Yeah. So that, that talking about taking the mask up, like everyone wants to see what's under the mask, but then afterwards, it's like, you know, it's better with the mask on. Nothing. Yeah, nothing will ever right? live up to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's like, there's like a line from the movie Seven that's along yeah. those lines. Like it'll it'll never live up to what you built up in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the part. Okay. So you're 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 back with DX, but you're still sort of you know telling Kane like you know we're still buddies, like we're yeah, still bros. We're, we're, we talked. Have we talked about the SummerSlam match yet and all that. Where where we lose the belt? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, but I want to like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's go ahead and talk about you guys. Okay, so you guys re-won the titles on August nine. You guys held them for a while, and then you lost them to Undertaker and Big Show. Yeah. So the SummerSlam that year was in my hometown. Uh, in Minneapolis, so mm-hmm. that was a big deal for me. So, um, you know, we were kind of we were like the second semi semi main event, and so there was a three way. I think you know it was Hunter and Hunter and Mankind and Austin or something. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would uh, venture. Jesse's the ref, special ref, mm-hmm. and he was he just become the governor. So there was a big you know. That was a huge deal, Jesse Ventura. Right. All of a sudden, like before, no one would, you couldn't even say his name around there. Then he became governor and was like, hey, our buddy Jesse. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, um, It was, yeah. So I really enjoyed the buildup for that, for that match. Um, You know, because we were featured, you know, strongly on TV and, and, uh, and worked good with those guys. I really liked working with Taker, uh, and I liked—I really liked working with Show too. Um, there's a there's a point, and oh my God, Taker got so fucking mad at Show. Like Show did this thing. I'm laying on my back, and he kind of like st- stepped on me, but he was trying not to 
hurt me. So mm-hmm. it really, really looked like he was trying not to hurt me. And uh. fucking Taker just ripped him a new one. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I mean, you could ver- like audibly hear him go, what the fuck was that? Oh, he was mad. And then I'm like, don't get, like, he's going to fucking, like, overcompensate next time and put me through the fucking mat, right? So, and we did, like, it was a fun match. Uh, um, and we did a, a neat finish where the uh, show gives me the choke slam. Everyone thinks it's, that's it. And then, you know. Show covers me with this foot on my chest, and I kick out. The place goes, wow, you know, they fucking pop huge. And then Taker just comes in, gets mad at Show. There was like, it was part of the storyline, but part real at the same time. Right. Because there were some browbeating going on when it came to Show at the time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because that that storyline of Taker mentoring him was kind of a shoot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um, anyways, I remember Boo Boo facing Boo Boo facing means pouting because we were losing the titles uh, in my hometown. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember going, "Can we just uh, can we do something?" Else? You know. Uh, yeah, I'm a little embarrassed by that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like you know, I didn't walk around pouting all day. Sure. But I was kind of like. I mean, you should have known. For one thing, I mean, you know, Babyface has never went in their own hometown. I was going to say, nowadays, that's like, they never do. So, yeah. But, yeah, so anyways, after that, not long after that, we started planting the seed for the big turn. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So, you know, all right, so you essentially, okay, so you're back with DX and you know, you're still sort of, you know, playing it off with Kane that, you know, you guys are still yeah. buddies. We're still, you know, we're still bros yeah. and all of that stuff. And he's, you know, feeling reassured. But then you turn on him. Yeah. So I thought the stuff like the like the the segments where I'm telling him that there's nothing to worry about. I thought those were really good. Yeah, right they were. Away. They were. You know, they were very they didn't come up because there was no scripted lines. It was just say something about the And so it was all just. Our words, my words, you know. I think it kind of felt relatable because, you know, you we all have all been, you know, in the schoolyard with our friends. Yeah. And, you know, we think someone's our friend and they have our back. But then they get with the cool kids and yeah. they forget about yeah. you. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, that is so sad. Yeah. And I think that really resonates with people in terms of feeling that, feeling yeah. that with kinks. You know, they can probably relate to, you know, the bullied days in sure. school and stuff like that. And I, I can't remember at what point. He picked up. Uh, he got in a relationship with Tori, right. right on the on screen, in a relationship. But somewhere along the lines, she became his his girlfriend, girlfriend right? And so, yeah, our our uh, the so what was the, what was the situation? What ma- I mean, he, he had a match, and that's when I came out and and turned on him and did the. X-Pac Tory Christmas story thing. How did you see it? Yeah. How did you? Because it was pretty. Like, watching that, like, you can't help but to think, man, that is so messed up, yeah. you know? And I remember we <laughs> talked about this 
when Kane was still mad, when you know Kane that? was on. Yeah, I think you mentioned <laughs> that on there, and it was kind of like I think you said that people were asking like, "Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it?" Because you can't help it, but you know, because you you put yourself in this mind where like Kane, you know, he's a monster. He's the guy with the mask. No girl's gonna date him, and then he finally gets his girlfriend, and you know, it's this big hoorah. And then you know, he, he has ex buddy goes ahead and just takes him from yeah. her. From, yeah. from him, excuse me. So tell us about how that whole thing played out in terms of like the idea, how you felt about it, how he felt about it, all of that. I wish I could. I wish I knew. Like I wish I. I wish I had like a vivid memory of like how this was all laid out. I just remember it all kind of unfolding. Um, uh, <laughs> But gradually, it seemed like it didn't mm. seem like it was just overnight. Like it seemed like we took our time with this. Um, oh shit! Did you like the idea when oh, you were yeah. first pitched it? You're like, oh, yeah, that's sure. a dirty one. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, and like all the whole. You, you saw the segment mm. where like, we got him down in the corner. Yeah, and, you know, and made him like basically suffer and watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, my kids were confused when they saw that. <laughs> what was their reactions? I just remember, like, my wife at the time going, you know, like, they were confused by them. I'm like, why'd you let them watch? Right. You know? So, so how did you explain that? Or I don't remember. What, what did they think? They were just like, <laughs> why is he doing this? They seen some things that confused them a lot more than that, <laughs> Denise, around that time. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Uh yeah, it was just, I don't remember, I just, and it was all my stuff, I came up with it just off the top of my head, and like that whole Christmas story thing, and because it was right around Christmas time, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't so much like how I said it, it was just that it was the situation, right, and like, the venom, and like the... the you know, so it wasn't the words; it was like the fucking the tone and just the venom that right. in my voice and just like, uh, yeah. There's a picture right there. We should have used handcuffs, right? What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. I tell you, it, the people wanted even after that feud was finished. Like when we came back and did the 2002. NWO, mm. he would come out and people would still go fucking crazy when he would come out after me. Mm. And the few was 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 done, you know. But anyways, um, yeah, about like let's get back to the okay. So feud. there was that tease though that Kane would eventually join the yeah. heel the heel faction of DX. Was that ever gonna happen, or was no. it just like a tease? No, yeah, and it wasn't really like. It wasn't really a DX. It wasn't really a necessarily a heel DX yet, was it? Mm. It was already. Like you guys it were already it? heels. Like, yeah, because it had been started since when Triple H reformed it. Okay. Yeah, but there was some kind of gray area there. Well, I there think. was. Uh, yeah, and it was funny because I was going to actually ask you this. This was going to be one of my questions, but I'll just go ahead and ask you now. Okay, so I was going to say the lines were blurred between yeah. heel and face during this period. Uh, so, do you think you guys could have stuck around as a tag team for more while still doing the DX stuff, or was it the right time to turn? It was the right time. Okay, it was exactly the right time. 
Yeah. Okay. And like all the stuff that came from that, like it was all I was big fan of. Like I really proud of all that stuff too. Was the dynamic difficult for you being the smaller wrestler, uh, being the heel, yeah. <laughs> considering it's usually the opposite oh God, way? Denise. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's just on top of just your average guy that size, you know, as a baby face, keeping a guy like that in trouble, being able to. Uh, so I've talked about this, and I talk, I, uh, that's advice I give. Um, to a lot of people now on a PC, actually, like uh, especially because there's a lot of matches these days with you know disparity in size and mm-hmm. like if 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 you're a smaller guy that wants to be successful working with bigger guys, you have to come up with creative ways for them to stop themselves, uh, as opposed to uh, all of a sudden. When it's time to get heat on him, you just stop him. Like when he's like seven feet, when he's a foot taller than you and outweighs you by two hundred pounds. Right. It's much better if you move out of the way and he crashes and burns, and that's how like that's how you shut him down. Mm. It just it makes more sense and it helps. It, it just makes it more credible. Yeah. Um. So like I always had. A lot of those creative ways of doing things like that, and uh, <clears throat> so yeah. And on top of that, he was, you know, like a, a carbon copy of the Undertaker when it came to how he sold things. You know, you hit him with something even big. Two seconds later, he's sitting up and fucking on his way back up. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, and uh, I used to just, I used to, you know, I used to use anything I could to get there, you know. Like, I, I've i talked about this before. I, I, He went to the hospital, like, two, three nights in a row, or two, three matches in a row, because I kept busting him open, like, with different things and fucking ring bell, things like that. And, you know, he was a nice guy. He didn't want to make me feel bad, so he wouldn't tell me. So then I'd fucking hit him and get knock it. You know, it was so bad. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it was, I remember one time I, I was booked in the main event. It was on a house show. And it was like uh, Iowa. It was Davenport, Iowa, something like that. And... <clears throat> So I'm coming from home. I wasn't already on the road. Coming from home, and you know, I don't know why I was late. And, and anyways, I ended up missing every flight. Oh shit! Yeah, and I'm in the main event cage match. Oh, shit. And it's how show. It's like oh fuck, you know, I can't. Uh, there's no way I'm gonna make it. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I'm about to call him and you know tell him you know I can't make it and and I. Fucking oh Lou, stop! <laughs> That's Lula, everybody. She's interrupting me. Um, let's see where was I? Yeah. Thanks for interrupting, Lou. <coughs> You're about to call him and say you yeah. didn't make it. Yeah, and then so what I ended up doing was calling him and saying I'm going to be late, and I f- drove to something called a signature terminal, and I. I rented my own plane. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't fly it myself. But, right, yeah. You know, 
charted my own flight, and I made it. I got off the plane. I got in the taxi. I fucking changed my into my gear in the taxi, and legit, this isn't. I'm not making this part up. Like I, as soon as I got there, my music was playing. Oh my god! No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you even have like a moment to like put no. yourself like okay, I got I, I got to go no. on now, you know, no. turn yourself on? They had already like you know stretched it out, stalled yeah. enough, yeah. And so my uh, I my payoff was about half half the cost of the flight. Jesus. And I tell this story, you know, um, I uh, I just said, hey, that's my bad. I fucking you know. I missed the flights, and that's and but they were, you know, Jim Ross was, he was impressed with, you know, I wasn't about to give up on getting there, and you know, no matter what, I right. was going to get there, even if it cost me way more than I made that night. Well, so, yeah, because how many people would think, well, let me get my own plane? Right, <laughs> you know, most people wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when you're when you're counted on to be, you know, you know, main events and that, you have to do whatever, and if. Anyway, so Jim Ross sent me the money. Oh, yeah, nice. they paid. That's cool. Yeah, it was roughly, it was double, double what I made that night. It was like I had the the, the flight cost like thirty five hundred bucks. Oh, I think my shit. payoff. It was a smaller town, so at the, that night my payoff was like seventeen or sixteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Which is a, that's a that's a low payoff, but it was right. a really small show. It was sure. like a B or C town. So, anyways. Boy, I really fucking took a lot of time to tell that no, story. That was, awesome. didn't I? That, was, that was interesting. Right <laughs> <laughs> in my own plane. Huh. What? <laughs> uh. um, okay, so, you know, we were talking about basically the, yeah, like you basically sort of, you know, finding ways to really get over as a heel, being the smaller guy, and, you know, that sort of thing. So now, uh, Armageddon 1999, you guys have your match against one another. Yeah. How did that go? Is this the cage match? Yeah, the Armageddon match. Yeah, that was great. The cage match, right? We're talking about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. We did some stuff, and 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 Tori was involved in the in the finish, and like, or just in the match, and um, uh, shit. I'm trying to think. Anyway, so so I had stipulations on a cage match because. In WWE, you know, there's been a couple of different ways they've done cage matches right. there, and you know, we used to have that big, uh, big blue metal cage that you know, fucking hurt. Like if you just barely hit, ran into it, it would kill you. And anyways, it just wasn't it wasn't a very good. Uh, oh my God, Lou, sorry. <laughs> She's ready to go. Jesus She's Christ. like, I'm out. Oh. Anyways, where was I? I'm talking about the they used to have the old blue cage. Okay, so yeah. Anyways, different rules for the cage matches. There yeah. used to be uh, so it was a way for you to get out of a uh, a match without having to do a job. Sure. Like you could blow a feud off, right? So, um, sorry, everybody had to let Lou out. <laughs> oh my god! So you're talking about the the rules of the cage match and how. You can kind of get around not doing a job. Yeah, that was what that was why they did cage matches like that, where you didn't get pinned, right? Right. So, but we combined the two for this. I combined the the stipulation was uh, I could Kane he had to pin me 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the only way he could win the cage match. But I could also win by escaping the cage and my feet touching the ground. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that way we did some really cool uh, false finishes to where I'm climbing out over the top and Kane climbs out the door and and gets and meets me as I'm climbing down and I land on his shoulders and he grabs me and he brings me back to the door and throws me back. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh and they did a pretty good job of explaining the rules um during the match. Mm-hmm. And uh Yeah, no, uh, we did some oh, watching. Yeah, I hit him with the ch- I hit him with my finish in the chair and the different things. Um uh I just remember. Oh yeah, we, I handcuffed him. Yeah, I handcuffed him. He broke the handcuffs, I think. <laughs> so, uh, when you're rewatching your stuff, can you remember what's going through your mind? Like right now, watching what you're doing here, can you recall yeah. like what you're thinking? Yeah, at I'm the killing moment? him with this chair. Oh my god, <laughs> this is so bad, you guys. Yeah. I don't even want to ask him how these chair shots felt. <laughs> right, goddamn. It was so bad. Um, but yeah. So, um, anyways, where was I? Yeah, he he gave me the. Eventually, when he threw me back in, he climbed to the top of the cage, and he gave me the instead of off the top rope, he gave me the big flying clothesline, mm. his signature clothesline. Sure. Off the top of the cage, and Jeez. then hits me with the. Tombstone. You know, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh wow, I hadn't turned on. <laughs> Get Tori the X Factor. Oh, oh, I hadn't stole her from him yet. Interesting. Okay. So, oh shit. So this is where this is where I'm, I'm a little confused. When I my my memory was is when I turned on him. That's when I when I took her. But actually, I turned on him. And then, and then you guys had a little bit of a program a feud, and then, then he got the girlfriend, and then I took the. Oh my god! God, sorry everybody, <laughs> no. sorry everybody. All right, okay. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I remembered that wrong <laughs> after being concussed a thousand times in my life. So yeah. All right, so how in terms of your singles feud, do you like how everything played out, or do you wish you guys would have had that singles uh, singles match head to head WrestleMania, both of you instead of having it be a tag team? Uh, it went. We didn't have the blow off I wanted. Mm-hmm. I would have liked sure, um, but the we got a lot out of it. Like by the time. It had drug on a little bit too long, and and I did want I did want to have this big blow off match with him at Mania, right? And they wanted me to work with Jericho. I see. And I wanted to have this big like exploding fire, like you know, Japanese death match fire, sure explosions. Like I wanted. I my vision was this kind of a match where he beats me and. Yeah. You know, because it was the fire theme, right? Exactly. And by that time, yeah, you guys had already used fireballs. Yeah. You guys had already done a cage. Where do you go from there except yeah. for a big kind of gimmick blow off? Yeah. So, yeah, wish that could have happened, uh, and it didn't. Mm. But uh, still, yeah, it was. I, I I look at this, and I'm proud of, of that whole thing. Yeah. It's 
uh, to have a a meaningful uh, meaningful meaningful uh, successful you know feud like that with you know somebody my size you know the Kane or the character like Kane sure right I'm pretty proud of it yeah that's awesome yeah it's it was a great story all the way you know and it was end. built in like even after I was gone for a while and came back and they brought the NWO in and uh, you know then when I came back and you know, uh, cracked Hogan over the head with the chair. And, you know, we became, you know, the NWO for a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was that built-in storyline with Kane that we were able to capitalize on there. Mm. Uh, so we had a six-man, um, Scott, Kevin, and I versus Rock, Hogan, and Kane. And oh, Kane right. actually, like... Is featured right? They both Hogan and Hogan and Rock both feature Kane and Kane at the end. Like once he gets his hands on me, the place goes nuts, and uh, he he beats me. You know, mm-hmm. I go for the Bronco Buster. He catches me out of the Bronco Buster at the choke slam, and boom. You know, anyways. Uh, so we got a lot of mileage out of out of this whole thing, yeah. even after it was technically over, uh, and even to the point where Kane was in the gym and he was doing shrugs and uh, it was just a freakish accent like somebody did a lot uh, he tore his bicep really bad mm. so to finish everything off uh, we did a you know f- to put a button on it you know my sew it all up um Jumped him in the back and took his mask off and wore his mask on TV for I don't know, a couple weeks, a month or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then that was it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you feel like looking back at all of that? Uh, really grateful because you know as much as Glenn says you know how good that was for him and his career, same for me. You know I was. Uh, it's 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 exactly what I there's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the nunchucks and anyways. So yeah, um it was great for me at the time. Um yeah. Um, you just to have that that singles program, like I was saying with a guy like like Glenn, you mm-hmm. know, with that kind of character and that. Yeah. Proud of it. Yeah. Very proud of it. All right. I've said I'm proud of it enough. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. That's awesome. It's just, I just my favorite. And Mm -hmm. uh, for so many reasons. I think we got like Pro Wrestling Illustrated Tag Team of the Year or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe two years in a row. Nice. All right. Cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right. What else? That's about it that we have right now. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in for that. Yeah, everyone tuning in, everyone voting, everyone that's that's you know sending out yeah. ideas for topics. Uh, mm-hmm. It helps us a lot for sure. And yeah. I suggest going back and rewatching the Kane episode. I'm going to repost that on Twitter so that people can kind of go back, and I think it would be a nice one to watch along with this yeah. one here, so I, to get his perspective I'm a little as well. Dis- I'm a little disturbed that I was, like my memory failed me on like the Tory stuff, and you know that that. Anyways, yeah. 
That's fine. We got it covered. (laughs) All right, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. YouTube.com slash XPOC. XPOC12360 show. Twitter, Instagram. Make sure to check us out there as well. All right, everyone. We'll see you right here next week. Did you already give yours? Uh, Ty Matthews, PMA, Twitter, Instagram, all all that stuff. You guys already know mine. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire XPOC 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to XPOC 12360.